is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is here. It is nearly game day. Game night, in this case. Thursday night football is just over 48 hours away. And this is Mick Shots. This is our own little pregame show. Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And Everson, look at Mickey. You can tell it's game week. He's Mickey has so a tie cute, on. Isn't he? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I wore would it date to, him if I was single. You look I, I, good, I wore man. it just for you guys. <laughs> it has nothing to do with TV shows I have to do, right? Well, you know, you, TV almost, you were almost late, and we were going to dock your pay. That's yeah, right. Right. Well, I was almost showing up at 1.30 until William goes, uh, it's 12.30. <laughs> There's a show with your name on it. You need yeah. to be in there. <laughs> right? Uh, all right. All right. Well, I see Everson's dressed up, too, by the way. Yes, thank you very hey, much. You see my yeah, look at that. Boyish looking how that in the uh, HBCU Hall of Fame shirt. I, you know, just start kind of supporting this weekend. Thanks how, for this. How did it go? It went so well, man. I had so much fun until they started. Uh, they, they showed me a picture of the last class of Hall of Famers. And see, I never watched this stuff because, you know, me and my dad made this, this promise to each other. Uh, I got pissed. <laughs> because? Atwater? Oh, you mean the NFL? The, not, not the. I thought you were talking about <laughs> the Water. Black College Hall of Fame. Oh, I know. Atwater, come on, man, this is killing me. And I Lynch? got depressed right away. And John Lynch? Oh, see, I wasn't gonna say that, but dude, John Lynch, come on, man, what, what's going on, man? What, what do of, I need to do? What instead, do I need to do? Instead of you or Darren Woodson? Give me a break on that. Me or Darren Wilson. I wouldn't even think about Darren because I'm selfish. But no. <laughs> uh, of course, though. Of course. Darren Wilson. John Lynch over Darren Wilson. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Uh-huh. And I, I, I'm just getting, I, I guess, I just got, I walked out. It was at the pro shop where they had the T-shirt. <laughs> and I just, All the guys' names on Yeah, the they got the pictures. And I, I had no idea. So I'm looking at it. And here's Robert Brazil, who had just made it after yeah. being dogged out for decades. He found, they probably put him in. And so, you know, he was up when I was up for the one time. And so he made it along with Kramer. Which was amazing because if you're not going to make it, then those two guys yeah. were long overdue. So he comes up to me, hey man, calm down. So he got <laughs> like pat me on my chest, you know, calm down, man. I'm, I'm sitting up there. All I could say was that water. That's all I could say. I, I sound like I was ordering a drink or something. But but at least tell me you went into the section where your picture was on the wall. Oh, I've seen that already. Okay. Yeah, that's that's no. I've always. I was waiting that. for your interview. I was watching the game. No, no, I didn't make the game. No, oh, you did. I, I, I left the game early. I participated in everything up until that. Oh, okay. See, and when that, I tell you, see, that's 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 where you're making your mistake. <laughs> you got to get as, as much attention as possible. I mean, it worked for Lynn Swan, didn't it? <laughs> no, it Lynn worked Swan, for Drew. It, it worked for Drew. Well, yeah, Drew a little, little bit more back. dramatically. Yes, well, going way back. Lynn Swan, he's a sideline reporter. He keeps everybody. He's top of mind. To everybody. Hey, you I got, did the interview on NFL. That's why you're on mix shots. I did the interview on the NFL <laughs> Network leading up to the game. Game, which was hilarious. I, I cracked on Doug Williams' new hair. I don't know how the heck. 
you get that old and then you got twist in your head all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, so I, I had to crack on him in that regard. But no, really had a great time. Good. And I have to give a shout out to Doug and James, uh, Shaq Harris. These guys have kept this thing going, man, to where uh, HBCUs are really getting the love that we would hope that they would gotten way back then. I mean, we're talking about 30 years to, to, uh, uh, maybe even 40 years of being ignored. I know at Grambling, we never got a look from a scout after Doug Williams left in 1977. And that was it. <laughs> we were like, no one got drafted from Grambling. No one got signed. It was just pretty pretty uh, average. I think we had a couple of guys that got signed late round. But, you know, when you look at those three years after that, when I was there after Doug left, we were a good squad. And we got, hardly got any recognition. And Grambling wasn't the only team. We're the flagship of black college football. And for us to get that treatment, then you, you, you'd be, you wouldn't think to what would happen to FAMU or Jackson State, who are also great programs. So uh, it's good to see Doug and Shaq and uh, David Baker. Yes. Yeah. David Baker is the man. He, he can make you feel good about not making the Hall of Fame. He can make you feel good about anything. And he is very good at – at really uh, being positive. You know, you could call it one way. You know, you could say that he's, you know, just able to use those words to keep you at bay. But at the same time, the words that he spoke, they're true. And, and, and you can't, no matter how you phrase it, truth is truth. And I, I like the, the way that he uh, supports Big, us. Biggest yeah. man I think I've ever seen. He is a very large man, and, and Everson would love for that very large man to fill the <laughs> to door knock his space. door. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And by the way, as far as the game is concerned that you missed, uh, Grambling did win over yes, Tennessee we State. Did. Eddie George's Tennessee State squad. That's right. Uh, 16 too tall, to 10. Too tall Jones. Too tall. Try, yes. But, it, but Eddie, Eddie George is in his first year as the head coach at Tennessee yeah, we State. We spanked him pretty good. Spanked yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 16 back. to 10. 16 to 10. Run away. Dominated that game. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Thank you very much. Okay, so how about this game? Yes. Thursday night, Cowboys and the Bucks. I'm headed there on Wednesday, and Mickey, you are headed there too. Looks that way at this point, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. He's headed there, but he, he needs a place to stay, Bill. <laughs> well, I, well the, there, there's, there, there's also another level in there. I had to do my little test, mm-hmm. so we'll so oh, okay. make sure no, nothing pops up on my phone that oh, says Jim Maurer. Okay. Oh, well, you mean like, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope that sucker comes back negative. That'd yeah, for, nice. our sake. <laughs> for our sake. Forget the other guys, just for us. I don't care about the trip. We're in the same room with you for an hour. <laughs> well, that's true too. And, and he definitely won't be staying with you, Bill, if he does test. Uh, well, he's not staying with me regardless. <laughs> he, he's not going anyway. I'm, I'm oh, going. Man. You just ain't staying <laughs> with him. Staying yeah. With, yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> all right. So we've. Uh, had an active day already. The head coach met with the media this morning. The team has virtual player availability later this afternoon. Correct. And uh, Jerry and Steven were over at the stadium uh, with the debut of Miller Lighthouse. That's right. Just moments ago, speaking with the media, I'm sure. And so lots to talk about. So where do you want to start? Zach Zach Martin? That's right. That's why I want to start right there. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to talk about that, have no, we? No, we have not. And so, I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah, and, you know, I think uh, I think the right term for this, it's highly unlikely he'll be available. There is a slim chance, which Jerry is kind of latching on to uh, with hope, 
that he can narrative. be he can be <laughs> put it out there <laughs> uh, asymptomatic and then test negative twice within a 48 hour period before the game now is it test tw- negative twice within a 48 hour period well, or 24 every, hours every apart? 24 hours so 24 so, hours so yeah he could be okay we could take it he would have to be this is the way a, jerry's looking at it okay but th- he could be asymptomatic for right. two days like right. like uh, yesterday and today or today and tomorrow up until 8 a.m tomorrow let's say okay 8 a.m wednesday he does a test that's negative. Right. He can also he can then do a test at 8:01 a.m. Thursday right. and be negative, and then he gets on a plane and goes to Tampa. And Air Jerry comes and picks him up. <laughs> Damn right. Right. And somebody somebody <laughs> that was, would be taking it right to the limit. Somebody was talking to him. I heard him saying today. He goes, "Well, the team's leaving on Wednesday, and it seems like it'd be impossible for him to, you know." And it's like. Air Jerry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Air Jerry can pick him up at so, 3 in the afternoon and right. have him there forget, ready, dressed for an 8 o'clock start. Forget Eastern 8 a.m. The deadline is 3 p.m. <laughs> yes. basically on yes. uh, Thursday yeah. for his second uh, Or they can test. fly him there, keep him somewhere That's else, snatch him. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> I wouldn't even wait for the test. He's going to be there just to <laughs> test, <laughs> test yes. there, right? Yes, doesn't matter where you test. Doesn't matter. So that's. That's the slim chance that is available, uh, and I, I think that's why Mike McCarthy keeps saying, you know, it's as close to no as close can be. Right. Uh, and I understand what he's saying. Now, the other thing is, is you know, it's it's good that there's a mixed message out there. They don't have to tell Tampa Bay what's going on, right? <laughs> there's no need to do that, although the COVID list is official on the on the NFL wire. Uh, so yeah, so that's where Zach is. And his replacement, Connor McGovern, uh, would go in and play guard. And, you know, here's the thing that I, I, I did myself a little research, Bill. Okay. And I saw that in preseason games, he played in all four. Uh, he totaled 132 snaps. I'll guarantee you his 132 snaps are more than anybody else on that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Maybe Biotish. I, did, I haven't checked his out, right? He had 132 snaps, 90 of them in the three games he started. So it wasn't like it was scrub time, right? He was playing against starters, uh, and he did uh, start in the first game, the second game, and the fourth game. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of snaps. Uh, so that's why I think Mike said. How did he grade out? Did he? Mike said he's clearly Connor is ready to go. So did he go up against Indomitian Sioux in any of those games? I don't think so. <laughs> and and I understand that that part of it. The other part, from an experience standpoint, he did start eight games last year. So it's not like sending Terrence Steele out there as an undrafted rookie like they did at tackle last year. And he also played against Jacksonville, correct? Uh, yes, Jacksonville. And against they, Jacksonville's they had front four. Front, their first four. Yeah, yeah, their defense was in yes. there, right? Yes. So, yes. And he played, he started the last eight games last year. So, you know, he's, and he was a third round pick. They were big on him. Now, I'm not saying he's four time. All pro Zach Martin already, but it's at least a guy that has some experience. Unlike last year when they just threw a guy in there to the Wolves. Uh, so yeah, um, you know he, he's looked good in the preseason. I thought 
Um, so he, he'll have his hands full. Ty, Tyler Biotis will have his hands full. Connor Williams. Connor Williams the, will have his hands full. Here's, here's, and it's hard to – and you tell me, it's hard to help the guys inside, right? You can help the tackles. It's hard to help the guys. You true. might be able to help one side, right? Yes. But you because can't help both guys. you've got to overload to do something. Right. You have to overload to protect. So if you overload one way, you're going to be weak the other way. Just math. And even if you use two tight ends, chances are the tight ends helping the tackle. I don't know that you want to turn the tight end loose on a defensive end while the tackle helps inside. And not to mention that that hurts you on your pass game as well. Right. Now you're limited with the different wide receivers that you have. Yeah. You're less one, you're less one wide receiver, and now you've got a tight end. Well, you've got great tight ends, but they're not Gallup. Or CD yeah. or Amari, and that's that's a, one of the concerning things against this Tampa Bay defense, Todd Bowles' defense. If you look at Devin White, one of their inside linebackers, who may be one of the best inside linebackers in the league, say, not just an inside was, linebacker. Yeah, he yeah. is. He was the fifth pick in the draft in 2019, and these are his numbers from last year. Okay, we talk all this stuff about Tom Brady and the Bucks offense. Well, their defense was a top five defense in the league last year. And Devin White, from an inside linebacker position, had nine sacks last year. 15 tackles for loss, 16 quarterback pressures, the leading tackler on the team. And my concern, without a Zach Martin in the middle of that Cowboys offensive line where you've you're got McGovern at right guard, Biotish at center, a young player who doesn't have a full season of starting under his belt, neither does McGovern, and Connor Williams at left guard is what Todd Bowles might bring as far as some blitz packages. And then, making their chops. And then not to mention uh, – JPP had nine and a half sacks playing on a, uh, I think it was a, a, a foot that he needed surgery. No, it was a knee that needed surgery after the season. Uh, and then their other defensive end, Shaquille Barrett, had eight sacks. Sue had six with nine quarter, That's a nineteen good year for quarterback Sue. hits. That's By a the way, and, and Vita Vea, who only played in five games last year, had two sacks in those five games. So do the math on what he would have done if he right. would have played the full season. He would have had at least six sacks. Now the weird thing about Tampa Bay, twelve games into the season, they were seven and five, and then they went on a streak and won. All the rest, right? The offense oh, caught up. The final four games, and then however many playoff. Did they? They had to play. They played four. A they, while. Played, they, they played play Washington four, the first right? round. Yeah. yeah. So they won eight consecutive games after they started off seven and five. And they had lost three out of their last four to, to heading into December, which included like a thirty-eight to three loss to New Orleans at home in the month of November. And then they lost back-to-back lost- games to Kansas City and. Uh, the Rams. but And I think it was the – where did I write it down? I think it was like the same score, 27-24, yeah. something like that. So, yeah. Um, I mean, just for them to make it to the Super Bowl alone, that, that to me lets you know that Todd Bowles is, is just another Bill Belichick. That's all he is. He's a guy that knows how to work for his offense. Your defense – can work for your offense. 
You keep blowing it offensively. You keep on making these turnovers. You put us in a bad position. Defensively, we're going to be okay. We're going to hold it to three. We're going to hold the damage to a minimum if we can. And usually they do with that kind of defense. And all that does is give the defense, give the offense just another chance over and over again. We did it in New York all the time. Parcells called his game plan in that manner. We're not going to be throwing a bunch of deep passes. We're not going to be trying a bunch of stuff. We're going to play the field position game with a good running game, solid short passes, and let the defense hold it down for us until we're able to make our move. And see, That's and that the way was the, always been. And that was the problem last year. And we can talk about the injuries on the Cowboys' offense last year. The guys they were missing: the offensive lineman Dak, the tight end. That didn't mean the defense had to finish 31st against the That's run. Right. The defense could have kind of rescued Held their ground. Right, yes. right. And, and they didn't. They did not. They failed miserably. Uh, so. And so what you had was, you know, let's just face it, you know, when you're old, we, we've been there. <laughs> it takes you a little while to warm up a little bit. And I don't mean just for, like, a practice. I mean just for a season. And as Brady started to kind of get the feel of that offense – you know, get his own feel. The defense gave him game after game right. to be able to come back and not have a bunch of pressure on him to make all the plays. So eventually they started to shore up offensively, and the defense is like, okay, welcome to the club. Welcome so, to the season. So here's the other part of this, as Bill Parcells would always say, the other side of the pancake. So if you're starting your backup at right guard – now, who's the backup to the backup, <laughs> right? Because you got to have another guy. Uh, Mike McCarthy sounded uh, encouraging that Brandon Knight would come off the COVID list in time yeah, he's to on be the list ready too. to play. The, he would have been the immediate backup guard, and when he did, was a high-risk close contact. Okay. So they had to put him on. And that's different from – Right. Having COVID. right, yeah. yeah, and if you're vaccinated, then you know you can cut, you can get off quicker. Gotcha. So he could, he, they are kind of counting on him being eligible to play. So he would be the backup guard because if he's out and uh, Zach's out, that would leave Matt Forniak, the seventh round draft choice rookie, who was a guard at Nebraska. The Cowboys moved him to center. He's kind of played both in 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 training camp. He would be the next guy up if they didn't think either of those tackles could play guard. I think Naseki's played a whole bunch of things, but my injury report, the first injury report of the season, had Ty Naseki limited with a foot injury. So <laughs> that guy's got to get healthy. Yeah, They cannot have their backup tackle once again missing like they did last year with Cam Irving. Yeah, so, well, we got enough money to go out and, and buy another one. Yeah, we? if there's one of it. No one, <laughs> no one leaves offensive linemen worth anything out there in free agency. Yeah. If you look at the cuts and look at offensive tackles. Or even sitting on a practice squad somewhere right, where you yeah. can go get. Right, Yeah, And you well, can protect them, but they don't – I mean, they just signed a guy that's a tackle to the practice squad uh, just for numbers to get through this week. See, here, here's what's happening as far as the backup offensive linemen. They're getting hurt around the league. Okay, they were on the 53-man roster, and this is how you stash offensive linemen now. You stick them because of the new rules on the injured reserve where they just have to sit out three weeks. In fact, Tampa Bay is a great example of it. I was looking at their roster today on their their offensive line. 
they have one, two, three, four, five offensive linemen on injured reserve. So they don't have to stash them on their practice squad where someone can come get them. Now, they probably legitimately have injuries, whatever, but that's how uh, otherwise they would have to cut them, okay, if they're hurt, or they have to keep them on their 53 if they're hurt after that September 1st date. Or if you put them on injured reserve before that, they're out for the year. Mm-hmm. Well, here's how you, you stash guys for a 17-game season. What do you think about that, Spags? They wouldn't do that in the NFL, would they? <laughs> how dare they? The reason the IR rule changed. And I'm not changed. saying that Tampa Bay is the lone ranger on that. Oh, I think no. That's, that's oh, going no. on all around the league The right reason now. the IR rule changed before these last two seasons now because of COVID, it was because when he was playing, they were stashing guys just the way you sounded on IR. They only had to be there four weeks. And so they can stash a guy and they're thinking, okay, in four weeks? And they were coming up with phony injuries, by the way. In four weeks, we're going to lose somebody. You know, I can get him back on the 53 or whatever it was mm-hmm. back then. I could remember there was a game um, I want to say late 80s I forgot who the quarterback was. They were playing Denver, I want to say. And they told him, we're going to call a quarterback run play. You run towards our bench because the the (laughs) camera is facing the field. And just before you go out of bounds, you grab your hamstring. And then we'll be able to keep your rights and put you on IR. Well, the quarterback forgot that they ran the play. He forgot to grab his hamstring. And I'm going, if he's not smart enough to remember that, I don't know if I want him on my roster. What if he grabbed the wrong hamstring? Yeah, or the wrong one, right? But that's what was going on. And if you remember then in the early 90s, they started sending an independent physician to watch practice to make sure the guys that were on IR weren't out there working. Right and and to double check the injury to make sure you it was know the legitimate. head coaches hated that. Oh sure, have someone monitoring my practice. What is wrong with you? So really, the only the only returnable guy the Cowboys have on IR right now is Josh Ball. He can come back after three, and he was legitimately hurt with a high ankle sprain. Right, uh, and they didn't have anybody else on the practice squad really until uh, they had Isaac Alicorn, but he he was playing guard. He wasn't playing tackle. Uh, and then they sign uh, some guy, Aviante Av- Av- Collins. Collins, thank you. Uh, TCU. Oh, is that where he's mm-hmm. at? So he was close. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like proximity has its the Larry has Brown. His marriage, Larry, right? The Larry Brown move. Right. <laughs> oh, save Jerry some money. It's the twelfth round. Take somebody close. He somebody, can drive here. Yeah. Yeah. Give him twenty-four. What the hell? Yeah. Give him any number. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to take a break here. We're going to come okay. back. I've seen that Tom Brady has just had his press conference, and uh, I'm thinking Micah Parsons' number may be playing tricks on Tom Brady <laughs> because he is not not just uh, talking with the media. He is on his soapbox right now. Uh-oh. We'll talk about that when we come back in a moment. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. The Cowboys way. 
where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back, back, to Mick Shots. Check out the new Miller Lighthouse located outside of AT&T Stadium where Dallas Cowboys game day traditions are born. Enjoy yard games, Dallas Cowboy cheerleader performances, beer gardens, and more. For more information, visit attstadium.com slash Miller Lighthouse. Miller Lighthouse. Your tailgate just got jealous. That was uh, mm. flawless, yet still uninspiring. <laughs> uninspiring. <laughs> they just had their Miller Lite press conference. The ribbon cutting for it. Ribbon cutting. I think nice. that's how they described oh, it. The that's ribbon why cutting. I saw these in, in Joe Trahan's office in PR. Uh-huh. They had these gigantic scissors. Is that there what you that, go. that had to be. And yep. I go, oh, that was what it was for. Okay. Yep. So I'm I'm scanning the Twitterverse to see if uh, Jerry has said anything to the media out there that has warranted any tweets. Uh, I am also following Tampa Bay media this week, and Bucks quarterback Tom Brady would like to reiterate one last time how much he doesn't like the new number change rule. To quote him, I don't want to get into it. I've already talked ad nauseum about it, other than I think it's a – this is all in all caps – Stupid rule. <laughs> Just to put it out there one more time. Who does he sound like? Spags. <laughs> <laughs> sound like that old dude. Uh, Get off my lawn. Well, yeah. there's Brady for 21 years in this league. He's been able to identify the linebacker. Oh, he's a 50 number, okay? Right. And now you got number 11, yeah, Parsons. Mess up, mess you up got his number coverage. Nine, mess up his coverage. And then there's a safety, number six, Donovan Wilson, mm-hmm. who kind of sometimes looks like a linebacker. And right. I've got to and identify a, these guys. And there's a 14 that's a linebacker, uh, Jabril that, That's Cox. right. Now they've given us. And so he's been studying the Cowboys all preseason. <laughs> and number 48, was it 48? Was that what was Jabril? Jabril. 48 uh, turned into 14, and now... No, who knows what they're going to be wearing on Thursday night. <laughs> even even got a, a cornerback wearing seven. Uh-huh. Trayvon. 
That's weird. Yeah. So if you uh, got your cho- choice to change your number, would you have changed number it? Nine, number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Yeah. Okay. Yes, number nine. All right. That's a great I number. think we Single talked about numbers that. numbers for You're DBs right. are the best. So you just can't beat that. Now, if you're going to get a number for a DB, well, really, it doesn't matter if you're a DB or not. I wanted 22. Everybody wanted 22. Really? That was Bob Hayes. Mm-hmm. Ah. Back then, everybody mm-hmm. wanted 22. If you were the man, you wanted 22. And then when Dorsett came, all of a sudden everybody won 33. Yep. So, yeah, that, that just depended on the player himself. I mean, these were iconic players. That's right. Bob Hayes, gold medal, Super Bowl. Come on. Everybody wanted to be the fastest man in the world, even though I was not close to that. <laughs> 33 was my junior high basketball number. Mine, too. It's Mine my high too. school basketball Well, that, that was from at No the wonder time. we're together. <laughs> at the time, Lou Alcindor. Right. That's really what I yeah. got, 33. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And Larry Bird. <laughs> not at the time. So <laughs> you, you mentioned uh, Todd Bowles, um, their defensive coordinator, former Cowboy uh, defensive Secondary coach. coach. If I'm not mistaken, Secondary. he coached at Grambling for a while with Doug Williams as well. Really? Yes. So they've got three former Cowboy assistants. Uh, Casey Rogers was the Cowboys' defensive line coach. Mm-hmm. And their specialist coach. Chris Bonio. Chris Bonio. Wow. I know that name. Yeah. <laughs> got himself a Super Bowl <laughs> ring, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So good for Chris. Yeah, he was the kicking coach here. I remember. He was, he was the guy that spoke up for um, – Oh, I'm, I'm going to blank out. The Cowboys kicker in 2011 when he was a rookie. Um, Bailey. Dan Bailey. He he was the one that stuck his That's neck right. out That's right. for Dan Bailey, saying this guy's better than everybody else we've brought in there, right? Uh, he was something else. And then poor, <laughs> poor Bonio. This guy was kicking serious, important field goals that rookie year, and he was like, oh, my job's on the line. You know, that was you talk about a shooting star. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just one of the best kickers. Yeah, we had. and 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 I think it was wasn't just his uh, effectiveness. No, it was his, it was his style. Yes, his it was so smooth his mental approach to yes. it. And then unfortunately, yes. he kind of lost that. That summer. you're talking Bailey. Yeah, Dan yeah. Bailey. In fact, and here's the other thing on Dan Bailey. And to your point, Boniel having to stick his neck out for him. I, you remember at AT and T Stadium once training camp resumed back here. He was in a slump. Late, that was his rookie right, season, right. and there was one 2011, pre- right? 2011. It was, it was the strike year that they didn't and, have any preseason. Yeah, anymore. and so he or no, went, not preseason. They didn't have any off season. Off season, right. yeah. and so but he was in a slump. And one of the practices out there, he missed like three out of four field goals. And, and when we're two weeks away from the first game, and and everyone he had been kind of flawless before that. Everyone's right. scratching their head, going, "I think they got a problem at kicker now." Right. And remember, uh, they kept bringing veteran right. guys in, and, and then but he. Got it together, it and he together. was as mentally strong a kicker as you will find for so many years, too. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and by the way, to your point on uh, Todd Bowles, I looked it up, and yes, in 1998 and 99, he was a defensive coordinator at Grambling. That's crazy. And, isn't it? and that was prior. And then the following year in 2000, he became the secondary coach with the Jets and then with the Browns and then here to the, with the Cowboys. And you love to hear, hear uh, stories like that because the path taken is very unusual. Mm-hmm. So you just never know. People always ask me, well, can I, 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 I don't think I can do this. I don't. Dude, everybody's story starts somewhere. So don't put yourself down before you even give yourself a chance. Who knew what Todd would be right back where he, where he, be where he is now after being a D.C. at Grambling? Mm-hmm. Come on. And a head coach. That's right. 
and then back to being a defensive coordinator. And, of course, he was uh, Bruce Arians' D.C. at Arizona before he became the right. head coach of the Jets, and now he is the head coach in waiting whenever Bruce Arians decides mm-hmm. to hang it up. Good guy, too, by the way. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, uh, and as always, put together good defenses. I mean, look back at what Arians and Bulls did in Arizona. Uh, Arians took over in 2013, and it was just a couple of years later they're playing in the conference championship mm-hmm. game against the Panthers. Right, absolutely. So, um, and and how about it? Speaking of Arians, how about the co- the quarterbacks he has coached in his career? And you go back in his history, and now he's what seventy years old or whatever he is, and go easy. <laughs> Hey, his first head coaching job, and this is, and by the way, this is something he has in common with Todd Bowles. Okay, his first head coaching job was at Temple at age thirty in the early eighties. Bruce Arians, Todd Bowles played for Temple and undrafted in nineteen eighty six, and so that's how far back Bowles and Arians go. Hmm. That's good stuff. He played, right there. He played, Very good there, Bill. Played for Arians yeah. at Temple. That is good so. stuff. Um, so and then okay, so the quarterbacks that Arians has gone has has coached. Now he's got Brady, and in Arizona he had Carson Palmer. He had Andrew Luck. He had Peyton Manning. I was going to say Peyton. He had been, he had Big Ben also in Pittsburgh. Ah. So. Hey, come on, man. Uh, Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston. <laughs> and by the way, we talk a lot about Jameis Winston and his 30 picks or whatever. How many yards did he throw for year before last? Not just yards. 30 touchdowns, touchdowns. at least, yeah. right? He, had, he was 30 and 30. He was at 30. They could do a 30 it for 30 crazy. on him. And that's what always, uh, that's what always gets me but, about Jameis Winston. He's so befuddling to everybody. And he had 5,000 yards. You talk about the, the interception. Oh, man, this guy's crazy. He took for 30 interceptions. But, God, the other side of the ledger is amazing. He's got mm-hmm. one last chance. And, and once again, uh, you could imagine what, what uh, Arian was trying to do to, to be the quarterback whisperer to Jameis Winston. I mean, do you blame him for the 30 picks or do you give him credit for the 30 touchdowns? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and he gets and back. The, and the 5,000 yards. Give me a but break. But it man. also gets back to Arian's. Offensive philosophy. He is a vertical passing game, and that's where Brady had to get on the right page, on yes. the same page with Arians, and vice versa. Arians on the same page with Brady to marry their uh, two. Uh, so many years of uh, I, offensive I, I football. I still have to say his together. defense put Brady and that offense in so many good situations doing important times. So you're telling me it's a good thing that Donovan Wilson and DeMonte KZ are ready to play. That's that's the next thing where when we're looking at matchups in this game on Thursday night and the pressure that's going to be on the Cowboys secondary against this offense is going to be pretty unreal. The pressure has got to be up front. Them guys got to get there, and they know it. They've been preaching it all week about and getting it, Brady off his spot. And it's not necessarily sacks because no, you know, he was only sacked twenty-one times. Get him to year. move. Yeah, right. Get him to move. Uh, and, and you know, and it started with Odigi Zoo as saying, "Well, yeah, he's not that mobile." They, you know, poor, poor rookie. They asked him the question. You know, what what do you think his weakness is? And he goes, "Well, you know, he's been in the league. He's forty four years old. He's not as mobile." And, and, and all of a sudden, it's like, "Oh, are you worried about you know giving Tom Brady bulletin board?" Right, right. You know, I'm going. Does Tom Brady really need right. that? For well, and then I he think came that's back. Why and, they asked the question as well. Yeah. They were trying to get it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Right. 
and then he came back and said, they "Well, I don't someone, think right, I don't yeah. think Tom Brady knows who I am or cares what I'm saying." Right? Hey, if you get, if you have a rookie who says something stupid about Brady, there's going to be an alarm goes off with every reporter. They're going right. to end up right in front of his locker. Oh, and they did, <laughs> exactly. and they and they, and you know, at least here anyway, right. right? And it's like, oh well, look what he said about Tom Brady. He can't move. Well, he, he's not as if you leave him in the pocket, standing there patting the ball, yeah. you're in trouble. That's you right. know what though? I, now Brady may not know Odigazua's name. That's a hard name to know. Okay, but he knows his number. Well, he's, he he's changed numbers now, so he might <laughs> get right. confused. That's right. That's another. That's another thing that Brady. He's in disguise. Does he know he's ninety-seven? He, he was seventy-five, and now he's ninety-seven. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So now we figured out why all the number changes yeah, here right? after the last preseason game, mm-hmm. and Just more and way. more this week too. By the way. Some more numbers changed, yeah. And so, you got them at your disposal right there I to fill us in I here on our pregame show. Everybody's it's changing numbers. It's like, no, I didn't write them down. Well, you don't want to report them either because then Brady would Then they're, they're probably listening Brady, to us that's right, right now. You know Brady's did, did listening. You, did you report uh, <laughs> what you think your, the Cowboys' record's going to be this year? I did. We're okay. going to get to that in the last segment. Okay. Okay. Yes, we will get to that in the last segment. About that passing game for Tampa Bay, though, Mm -hmm. and Mr. Cornerback over here, Mr. Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame cornerback, okay? Talking to me, right? That's right. Okay, Jake. All right. (laughs) Number 24 is not playing for the Cowboys. He's on IR, the rookie second-round draft pick, Calvin Joseph. Okay, but you got Trayvon Diggs, number seven Mm -hmm. now. You got Anthony Brown. Okay, you got Jordan Lewis in the slot. You got at the safety position. You say that uh, the safeties are ready to go? Uh, KZ and uh, Donovan Wilson. Mm-hmm. And then they'll Michelle, bring in right? J-Ron Curse right. uh, at, at, at times. What's going on with Malik Hooker? And I don't know how they're going to, if they're going to use him or not. I mean, he, they've kind of eased him into things. I mean, that last preseason game was his first snaps since he tore his Achilles. Uh, I don't know how they'll uh, how they'll use him or I assume he's going to be active but you know who knows maybe What about not. Wright? Is Wright? Nishan Wright? Uh, I don't know if he'll be active either. You can only keep so many, right? Yeah. And if you keep John if you keep Jordan Lewis as your third, Maurice Can- Kennedy as your fourth, I guess you could keep one more Cornerback. I always forget about Jordan. Yeah. I, I just don't know and why. He, and he's starting, too, by the way. And I, by the way, I didn't mention Kennedy, too, who's yeah. had a very good preseason. And you're going to keep C.J. Goodwin for special teams mm-hmm. persons and per purposes, and he's technically a cornerback, too. Okay, so I mentioned all those guys. Tampa Bay's receivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got six five Mike Evans mm-hmm. coming off a season in which he had thirteen touchdown catches in the regular season. And that was an off year. He'll be wearing number thirteen for them. Number fourteen, Chris Godwin had sixty five catches and seven Stood. touchdowns in twelve games. Stood. Only twelve games. Uh I'm gonna save one guy here. Tight end, you got Gronk. OJ Howard 
only played in four games last year with one start. And they're listing him as a starter on their yes, depth chart. Yes, they are on their they depth should. chart. Both two tight ends. They should. Right. He's, and, he's a stud. Right. So we, and he was a first-round yeah, draft pick. Alabama, right? Yeah, Alabama, yeah. first-round draft pick. All right. And then they've got Scott Miller, slot receiver, uh, who had 33 catches last year. But it brings me. Are you bearing the lead here? I'm, it brings doing? me to number 81, <laughs> Antonio Brown. Okay, and remember when Antonio Brown caught the touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, yes. and he he had kind of been off people's radars, even though he had joined the team in midseason or whatever. And I hadn't really paid attention much to how many uh, catches he had during the season. And I thought, oh, well, that is nice that Antonio Brown got his touchdown in the Super Bowl, whatever. Well, you go back and look at his numbers last season; he had forty-five receptions and four touchdowns in eight games. Double that. That's a 90-reception season there for Antonio Brown. And so what do you think it's done for Brady and Antonio Brown that they've now had an offseason together and a preseason together? The fact that it's so quiet makes me nervous. Mm -hmm. No one's mentioning his name at all. And if you look at, you know, people keep talking about the Cowboys' triplets at wide receiver. And by the way, Arians said, and Arians basically this week was saying that, that they – he, he said the Cowboys might have the top trio of wide receivers in the league, but I like our guys. Yeah, too. right. Yeah, I'm sure that was coming. I'm sure that was coming. Well, the question this morning around the talk radio was, which uh, team has the best uh, core of receivers? Yeah. And that was a big debate this year. And it's a good one, too. It is a good one. It's a real good one. Because you could, what you say, okay, the quarterbacks can separate them, you know, can really separate them. And one of the key things will be so Gallup missed time early or last week, end of last week, beginning of this week. I think his uh, significant other had the birth of a baby. Oh, nice. Uh, And then CD just getting back in the swing of things after his COVID. He was pretty funny the other day when he was talking about it, and he said, you know, you get up in the morning and go brush your teeth and can't taste my toothpaste. <laughs> oh, wow. And he goes, it couldn't taste crazy. my toothpaste. And he you goes, can't in. taste your toothpaste. And then he said, suddenly, I got up one morning, I looked in the mirror, and it's like, oh, it's mint. <laughs> well, that's a good sign. So, yeah, that, I got it. Because there's a lot back. of people that, I mean, you don't have your taste for a while. Oh, wow. And maybe and maybe that's a good sign that he like, had Like Gobert a, from, from Utah that Jazz. He had a lighter case a of lighter it. A lighter case, maybe. And, and I, I do think that is concerning. I was talking with a friend who has COVID right now about it and talking about the Cowboy players that have uh, been either tested positive or whatever. In my own experience, having it, had it, if you had it, depending on how bad it was, I can definitely see how it could affect a, an NFL player. I mean, you have to play at such a high level to compete. And I, I don't think you can, um, you know, any of these guys, if they truly have had symptoms, some of them may not know for sure until they get out there and play in that heat and humidity in Tampa where you've got to have, I mean, you've got to be able to sustain it for a long time and play at a very high level. Uh, which was, It's concerning. Which was a fact I thought was overlooked last year with Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, he had it in June, whatever. Yeah, he didn't have an off season. He didn't have a preseason. It's just a cold. Right? Yeah. Miles Garrett was great talking about it. I mean, he had it during the season, and it ling- he said it lingered with him. But it's different for different people. Right. You know? 
But so. that, but that was you know Zeke not in shape or Zeke you know wasn't this or that. Well, the offensive line wasn't in shape either, right? right? right. But he had that, yeah. and you never and we didn't at that time. We had no idea what the effects w- would be on people. We didn't know about long term yeah. effects at that time. Yeah, and so now we're dealing with that. And so now you got athletes who are have all of this talent, they've got all of these, this physical ability, it attacks them just as hard. Mm-hmm. And sometimes worse than it would any Joe Blow out there who doesn't even play. Especially sport. because their job is to, from a physical standpoint, be at optimal level. Optimal. And so and so when you watch Ndamukong Sue, I mean, I don't know if he had how bad his symptoms were or whatever. When he plays on Thursday night, it might be tough for him to go very long. I'll tell you what, somebody put on put a little video on Twitter of, or maybe on the Internet of him working out the other day, and he was doing one of those uh, them tall blocking dummy drills. Well, he sure didn't look like a guy that was zipping through those things. Now, I don't know if he was taking it easy, right. Right, but you know, you have to hit this yeah, one. You got to hit that one. Kind of like you, you have to watch uh, when you're when you're uh, scouting off a of video, just like right. when Phil Sims is watching Dak Prescott right. on Hard Knocks right. and saying he's concerned about I him. I finally saw that. <laughs> I don't know what the hell Phil's talking about. I was looking for it. I was looking for anything that would say. First of all, you can't tell anything. You know, I mean, the passes were the passes, and they were just showing us as little as possible mm-hmm. when it came. Exactly. To that. Yeah, we want to show, but and it, and the real good one, they sh- they showed him throw it. It was up in the air, I saw that. and they never so- showed yeah, where it landed yeah, yeah. or who caught it or how far down the field. But you, what they mainly you think uh, that wasn't by design? That but they mainly isolated. <laughs> take that out. <laughs> they mainly isolated on his throwing motion for the most part. Right, which is what Phil thought. He saw something. Yeah, he's There's not nothing. throwing with There's velocity. There was nothing to see. There was nothing to see. Okay. That's what happens when you have too much time between games. That's right. Well, we don't have too much time now. Uh-oh. <laughs> before the next game on Thursday night. And we are going to make our picks when we come back in a moment here on Mix Shots. Yeah. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. 
Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25 horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Back, back to mixed shots. Does your Cowboys fandom go beyond the game? The NFL Fan of the Year contest presented by Captain Morgan is back, and we're relaunching the search for one extraordinary Cowboys fan who is a positive influence and inspires others through their love of the game. Nominate yourself or others for the chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Nominate today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. Who will be playing in Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Against the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the way you do a read right so there. Everson says he wants to make picks. And so my question to Everson is, do you want to make picks just for this game? Oh, this no. is the start of the season. We, yeah, I want to know how do we, we want to make picks for the entire be. season, that's not right. only for the Cowboys, but for the rest of the National Football if League. If we can, we can do both. I'd love to because – you know, you're looking at this is this is it, man. You know, this is pretty exciting. I got all fired up when mm-hmm. I watched college football this weekend. Mm-hmm. Now here we are. Um, everybody's doubting the Cowboys, the NFC East alone. Talk about Washington. Everybody's saying Washington's going to be the surprise team this year. You believe that? Based on their defense last year. Yeah, because they were a game better than the Cowboys. Won the division with a seven and nine record. That was my point. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm just very curious. uh, Not just the NFC East, but golly. Okay, so where do we want to start on these picks? You want to pick this game first, or you want to go for the season first? Pick this game. This game first. Okay. All right. So we'll pick uh, winners, and we'll pick uh, picks to click as well. Everson, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, I do. I want to go winner. I. Believe it or not, uh, this is going to be good for the Cowboys, but I think they're going to lose. Okay. It's going to be good for the Cowboys. It's going to be good for the Cowboys. You know, when you start off putting so much hype on one game, I don't go for that because there's so much more football to be played. And there's 17 this year. Yeah, one more than usual. So, uh, no, I'm I'm not necessarily worried about this game. Tampa Bay is the more polished team at this point. There's no doubt about it. How the Cowboys will play, if they play an over-inspired ball, I don't know. I hope they do. But otherwise, I just want to see if we can make plays. I want to see if defensively we can make some plays. I want to see if defensively we know how to stop the run. You know, I want to see if defensively we can have our mojo moments. Those things are important. You can have a mojo moment and still lose the game. But I want to see if you can come through and make a play, not just as a team, but certain individuals their reputation is going to be on the line for this first game. See, I think that's the hard thing to judge this team. I think you have a certain level of confidence with the offense. Uh, and if you look at um, you know, what they did last year um, after, the, after the Rams game, um, they ended up with four games of 500 yards of offense. Now, is, are we going to get that again? at this point with Dak coming back but not having played in any snaps in preseason, which he didn't the year before, by the way. Uh, 
Um, no one would. No one wants to bring that up. Yeah, um, and and then defensively is what we see really what we're going to get because what we see so far looks pretty good. Uh, they've been pretty good in the preseason games when the starters were out there. Uh, but again, you're playing against offenses that are very vanilla, uh, and you know, who knows you know, how long teams are playing their first guys. But it's been at least two series, three series uh, that they've gone up against, and they've really the only uh, downside was the, the third game after the interception. The interception that they got the ball at like the 23-yard line or something like that, and they drove right down mm-hmm. and scored the touchdown. But that's the only touchdown they, the first string has given up. Yes. Other than that, it's been field goals. So we'll find out. Now, unfortunately, they're going up against one of the best offenses in the league uh, right off the bat. It's not like you, you know, starting against, you know, Missouri State or something. You didn't want to say Missouri. You just had to throw state in. I was going to say Central Michigan, but they gave Missouri all they can. All or they could handle. Or you're going to say Tulane, and yeah. they gave OU all they right. could handle. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, it's like it's it, it's hard to judge it. I think now, from an overall standpoint, I I feel pretty good about this team. If the defense can do half as good, maybe are half better than what they did last year. I'm looking at some of the matchups. And so you talk about pick-to-click. Some matchups that are going to be extremely important. Of course, Ezekiel Elliott, that's going to be extremely important on how he's able to run the ball, take the pressure off of Zach. Off of Dak. Against the number one run defense in the league last year. Exactly. So how do you – if you were if you were the offensive coordinator, how do you attack this defense? Do you think you can run against them, or do you have to throw to be able to run against them? I would do what we do, and that's because we have no choice. We, we can't break away from the run game. That's just not possible. We have Zeke Elliott. There's no way we're doing it, and we're certainly not shying away from the passing game because that's what we do. So I'm not worried about offensively if, we're, if we uh, stick with the game plan. How effective it will be, that's obviously a whole other thing, which brings me to my pick-to-click. Tyron Smith is going to be extremely important in this game. And I'm so curious to see how he plays. Because if he plays the entire season, this changes our entire look, especially coming from last year. Because it changes your ability to run the ball. That's right. To run the ball. And protect them from the backside. Because they could not run the ball with those tackles last That's year. Right. They were they We were found struggling. out how important tackles were yeah. or are last year. Or yeah. reinforced how important we that's thought right. they were. That's right. And so that's that's the you know, the kind of the curious thing. I think this offense can function. Uh, so to me, it's like defensively, can they get pressure on opposing quarterbacks? Because they didn't do a very good job of it last year. Just 31 sacks last year. Yeah. and I'm not worried about the sacks as much as can just we stop the get, run. Get, yeah, well, can that's we the other the thing, that's too. That's the main thing. Can we stop the run? I think the linebackers are in better positions this year to take advantage of what they can do. You know, for, for all the heat Jalen Smith gets – and if they're going to play a two t- tight end, if they're going to play both of those tight ends, the Cowboys are going to be in base. He's going to be in the middle, and he needs to be going downhill. Mm-hmm. Van Der Esch needs to be where he is, where he wasn't last year. Uh, and then Micah Parsons, they don't know where he's going to be, which is key, I think, to this defense. Now, can, can, can the front hold up? 
because you lost a very good guy in Neville Gallimore. Uh, I, I think that injury hurts him as bad as anything um, other than Zach. Uh, but, yeah, if they can hold up in the front and see, and they've got so many guys that they can move inside in nickel situations to create pressure. You know, quiet has been kept. Uh, Terrell Basham is practicing. You know, mm-hmm. he missed the last half of training camp. He's a guy that can move inside. They can move Demarcus Lawrence inside if they wanted to, and, and or Armstrong and get all these guys on the field with Randy Gregory. Um, so another man, another, gonna, another nice pick to click. By yes, the way. Randy exactly. Yeah. You know he's my guy. I, I I before training camp I said this is the guy uh, that that really had to step up. That they need this guy to become relevant. A lot of football, real good football people. Football minds have been looking at Randy Gregory hard. Yes. And want to make sure they, they take a good look at him this year. So, uh, okay. The, so, your pick was Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Okay. Pick and to click is Tyron. Tyron. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, that is regardless. That's your, he's, regardless. Your, regardless of what the score is, you think Tyron's going to have a good matchups. game. Matchups. That's why I, that's why okay. I appreciate it. Matchups are extremely important in this game right. because we have to see the, a lot of the guys that were hurt last year. They're going to have big-time matchups this year, this okay. game. Let this me ask game. you this. If the Cowboys are to win this game, is it is Tyron Smith your pick to click that he's he's got to play well for them to win if the game? If we win this game, it's, be, it's going to be partly because of him. Okay. All right. Mine would be Randy Gregory. If, if the Cowboys are going to win, if they're your gonna pick win, to click is Randy Gregory. He's going to have okay. to emerge and be what I think he can be this year. Uh, because just watching him, you know, they, they gave him that week off, and when he came back that next time in practice, he was like shot out of a cannon. The fact that we haven't heard much from him, I think that's a good thing. Right? Yes. And and uh, although I think we're going to hear from him today. <laughs> I think he's going to be he's one, one of the, the guys players. That, that's that, cool. That's, that's cool. What time is that supposed to be? 2.30, I 2:30? think. 2.30? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, uh, that's – I think he – yeah, it's hard to pick the Cowboys to win this game. Yeah. I think the key thing is that come out and play well. Everybody, a lot of people are picking them to lose forty-four to ten. I just think they're better than that, right? I just think they're better than that to keep it close in the twenties, even if they get beat. I mean, you look at this Tampa Bay team, and they—I mean, with what they, everybody coming back. I mean, it, it kind of mirrors the Cowboys in '95 when they opened the season at the Giants and won 35 to nothing. I mean, it's that kind of—it's that kind of team coming back and in sync and so forth. Uh, that's what I think. That's kind of what the cow, what the Cowboys are up against, right? Uh, in this game, and the only so guy, you're, you're, the only guy they they might have missing from the starting lineup is their safety, Jordan Whitehead. He's got a hamstring. He didn't practice uh, yesterday. We'll see what this practice report has for today. So you have a score. How about like I don't know twenty. 26-21, 26-25. I think it's going to be a close game. I really do. Uh, I, I, I think that we're going to see how important Dan Quinn is to this team by what they do defensively. 31-20. 31-20? I think they'll score in the last so many minutes just to kind of put it away. But, yeah, 31-20. And I got about 30-20 to 20 also, Tampa Bay. And my pick to click for the Cowboys is Michael Parsons. I think he's going to have a big, 
uh, first game in the NFL. By the way, this is the first time I've ever picked against the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> ever. So that ever. tells you how sure he is about this pick. <laughs> it's it's, it's the my, pandemic thing, man. My yeah, pick to click for Tampa Bay is their safety, Antoine Winfield. Mm. Okay. I just, I just want to mention him. Is he him. safety? I thought it was a corner. He's a safety, and um, but he got, he has corner skills, yeah, and he, he can sure play does. the slot corner. He play the slot. That's yeah. why I thought he played corner. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but their corners are Carlton Davis, who had four interceptions last year. Sean Murphy Bunting, who had one pick last year, and then they've got a, their third corner is Jamel Dean. But at safety, in Antoine Winfield is listed as a strong safety. And speaking as a guy that feasted off of his defensive line. I think that's what their secondary does. The corners, if you're going to look at them, to me, except for Winfield, I think that's the weakness of the squad. Okay, we got, uh, we've got like uh, one minute left, so we need to make our picks. Let's go all the way to the Super Bowl. 10-7. 10-7. 10-7 yep. for the Cowboys. Yep. Winning the yep. NFC East. Winning the NFC East, mm-hmm. and how far do they go in the playoffs? Oh, I'm looking for them to go all the way after that. Okay. Now, we're gonna be Super like Tampa. Bowl 56, We're, we're going to improve – Timely, just in a timely fashion, just the way good teams win the always last eight do it. games all the way to Super Bowl I'd Fifty Six. Just like two. Tampa Bay, six and two. I say six and two. We can, we can. So who they playing? Who are we playing in the Super Bowl? <laughs> KC. KC. That's okay. Right. All right. That Don't was my panic. Super Bowl pick last That's year. Right. <laughs> that was a good pick. It was. <laughs> That's it. And Cowboy win over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That's a tough one. <laughs> my homes, man. My homes, man. It's hard to go against my homeboy. That's hard. I don't know about that one, Bill. I okay. All I'm right. going to hold off on that one. So, Mickey, what do you got? <laughs> I had in my column, I said if the defense can be average, that they can transpose 6-10 and 10 to 10-6. and six. Right. And then I had to add, oh, there's an extra game. So how about 10 and 7? Mm-hmm. So, so I, you got 10 and 7? You got 10, 10 and 7? Seven. Oh, I might as well say 10 and 7 also. <laughs> so for the 16th straight year, 17th straight year, how many straight years is it we will have a different NFC East champion than what we had the year before? The last time the repeat was 04? Philadelphia won like four straight from yeah. 01 through 04. So, I got to say, with this, with this squad, I'm very surprised that we hadn't doubled up on NFC right. East wins. I right. really am. And, and think about that it. That shows how quality the NFC East no is. No doubt. No doubt. Not <laughs> last year. Not last year. But when, I've been, when I've been asked the question, and I, I was on with the guys uh, for the uh, one of the radio stations in Washington, D.C., and then the, the guys at the Giants.com, and they were asking me about, can the Cow- will the Cowboys win it? And I said, well, you answer me this. Who has the best quarterback in the division? That's it. Pretty simple, That's it. right? And he's ready to go. By the way, okay. Phil. Okay, I'm going with, <laughs> I'm going with ten and seven. Cowboys win the NFC East. Where do I write this down? And my Super Bowl teams are Kansas City and Green Bay. Hmm. Kansas you think City. Aaron Rodgers is going to come back with a vengeance? Uh-huh. Yep, that's what I got. Okay. Oh, Jordan Love. So, we'll close it out. With, how about we close it out with mixed pick, okay, for the Super Bowl and what the Cowboys are going to do. And we're going to call it mixed shot. Oh, mixed party clever. shot. Do we have... <laughs> it's Mickey's Minute, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to go uh, Kansas City and um, Green Bay myself. Were you really? Way. Yeah. Uh, I, I, 
I don't know. I, I, I got to see Tampa Bay do this. D does, does a team have a ha Super Bowl hangover? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see right away, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there's so many. It, it's just hard to repeat like that. Uh, Kansas City, I just don't see anybody else in the NFC East that gets me all excited. Do you have a second choice in the AFC? Well, I've got Kansas City and Buffalo playing in the okay. AFC Championship game, and Green Bay and the Rams in the NFC oh, Championship game. Wow, you okay. think uh, Matthew Stafford uh -huh. has it I like think, that? I think. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's All what. Right. That's what I've got over there. I hope Detroit does. <laughs> now, the big thing for Tampa Bay playing in that division with Atlanta, Carolina, and New Orleans without Drew Brees, uh, they're going to rack up some wins just yes. in their division. Yes. So they will. And that's what the Cowboys need to do in the NFC East. That's right. If they're going to get to our 10 wins. All right. So there you have it. It may not start out the way you want it to start out, but it sounds like it's going to win to, to end the way you want it to, especially if you're trusting that's in the right. future Hall of Famer, Everson right. Walls. And in, and in the true uh, spirit of Dan Quinn, this game is not an end. It's a beginning. That's right. And so we can build on what we're doing defensively. So we'll see if what he said is accurate. All right. And we will reconvene on Friday afternoon, right? I believe so. And I should be back by then. What time? Okay. Uh, TBD. TBD, mid-afternoon or so, yeah. right? It'd be afternoon sometime. So I can't, we have to fly too, back. I can't drink too much during the game, right? Chris, Chris said 1.30, so maybe it's 1.30. i got to be ready. We're talking 1.30. We're talking 1.30. All right, that does it for Mixed Shots. Enjoy opening night in the National Football League, and we'll talk at you again on Friday. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!